church and you're listening to the vital moment sunday morning wrap up for april 11th we kicked off a brand new series called identity crisis and dude i'm joined by ron baker my dad (laughs) the pastor of vital point church and what can we say man oh man today was such a great conversation Mm. on this identity crisis that our world has um i don't even know where to start man because I think I and I said this before we started recording. I don't think you understand how great the message truly was. Yeah, because you know I've been preaching for a long time, and so I think there's there's moments where you find yourself mm-hmm. in in the pocket of a message where you feel like you're along for the ride, where wow. you feel like God is yeah. God is directing this moment. As much as I've scripted, as much as much as I've studied, prayed, scripted, mm-hmm. practiced, uh, there are moments where things were being said and done. And I think people, I mean, people are listening to this vital moment. We try to keep it under 10 minutes. I'd strongly encourage people to listen to this message, not because uh, I want you to, but it's, no, I want you to, because I think that this paints a picture of our identity as a church, because I talked about the church in the building and where we're going, what we're doing and multiplication Mm -hmm. in the temple of God in this world and and so on. But I, I coupled it with this idea of our identity as followers of Jesus. And I think if you listen to the longer version of it, yeah. it would give a better picture. This will give a great snapshot sure. of what you did today and yeah. what God used you in this moment. Like, right. in all honesty, it was so... You could... Being in the room, we're not meeting in person right now. Being in the room, you could sense the presence of God right. through the idea... Not the idea, the conversation of, okay, we've got an identity crisis yeah. and the church needs to understand what our identity is right and do you want to just why don't you just open it up okay so yeah uh, where where i was going where i think this series needs to go is our culture wants to label people Mm -hmm. um whether it's sexuality whether it's your past your brokenness your stupid mistakes that you've made and they want to label us and so then what ends up happening is is that we end up living out of that particular identity, which is often very broken. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I think for me, um, I wanted to take us back to the basis. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm, Where's our production person with water? Oh, it's me. Oh, it's nobody. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, I just think it's a, a faulty way to live. Mm-hmm. In the sense of you miss out on what God intended you to live as a follower of Jesus. Now, if you're not a follower of Jesus, this message would give you a really good picture, I think, of what it is that our identity is in. And we went to Ephesians chapter 1, verses mm-hmm. 3, 4, and 5, which are uh, three verses in particular that have caused a lot of controversy. Do you want to read them for us? Can you? Or do you want me to? <laughs> I can read. Yeah, I can read them for us. It's uh, Ephesians chapter 1, uh, verses 3 to 5. And this is this is the ground basis of this series. It says, All praise to God for the Father, our Lord, Jesus Christ. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. 
Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt, I love that word, adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Yeah. And I and obviously these verses are lots of controversy around predestination, election, free will. But I wanted to really ignore that for because I don't think you can fully explain it. You mm-hmm. Drive yourself crazy trying to sort that out. But just the beauty and the wonder of God and His great pleasure, loving us, choosing us, adopting us. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's important to understand too that the adoption isn't from a perspective of God just adopting us. It's more through understanding the being born again, mm-hmm. which Jesus talks in Nicodemus in John chapter three, where the adoption or sorry, our born again aspect is being reborn in the spirit and into the family of God. Mm-hmm. And our identity is in this idea that you just talked about from what Paul writes is is grounded in Christ, not in the things of this world. So when you look at every spiritual blessing, that's actually yeah. talking about the spirit, the Holy Spirit's work in our lives, mm-hmm. giving us access as full heirs. Now, it's funny. I had a number of people in the tech team talk to me after the message that talked about this, um, the adoption part. Yeah. Roman ancient context. The adoption was if a father felt that the son was yeah. unable to handle the wealth, he could basically disown that son, adopt an adult son to um, have full access to the inheritance. Yeah. And that person gets a new name. That person's debt mm. is wiped paid, clean, right, yeah. paid, wiped clean, and they have full sonship. And, mm. the, and the binding of that was that could not be broken. Mm. You could dissociate yourself from or distance yourself from your natural son who has had the rights to become the heir, but, but you could actually look at the... You couldn't actually then... If you had adopted this adult son with mm-hmm. full access to being the heir to the inheritance, you couldn't disown that, yeah. that son, which is more binding. And what I think is beautiful about being adopted is, is that we get a new name. Yeah. And we talked about being in Christ. In Christ is the fulfillment of all that God has given to us as human beings in our relationship with Christ. In Christ, mm-hmm. in Christ, over and over and over again. In Christ, in Christ. And and I think too oftentimes, no, I believe too oftentimes, David, we as followers of Jesus live out of our insecurities. We live mm-hmm. out of our fear. We yeah. live out of our worry or our anxiety. And there's evidence of that all around our world. Right. Evidence of that. Mm-hmm. That we do live in that insecurity, that fear, that anxiety, that worry. The, right. That, the, yeah. And that will dictate how you live. Mm-hmm. So if you think about being adopted into the family of God with mm-hmm. full rights— that's a beauty. Yeah. You don't have to wait for maturity, right? You don't have to wait to a time when you finally grow up that you have access to all the spiritual blessings that he talks about. They are ours the moment we are born again. The moment we access the adoption process through being born again in Christ, it is ours. And do I fully understand what all that means? No. But if I live each day knowing I'm a child, a son of God, a child of God adopted into the family of God with full rights as an heir to the inheritance of the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, I'm going to live differently. I'm going to see my life yeah. differently. I'm going to see pain differently. I'm going to see setbacks differently. 
And I think even for me, like I kind of alluded to this, I got, I've been off track for a while. I've been off track and, and what ends up happening was discouragement has set in. And I feel like the toddler being pushed by the, by the mom in the, in the, in the uh, stroller where the toddler's screaming, I don't want to go this way. But yet God is saying, no, I want you to go mm-hmm. this way. And I've been screaming and saying no, mm-hmm. but yet there's pieces of that I'm not going to fill in now, but, but it's my identity in Christ that allows me to have peace. Yeah. My identity in Christ allows the grace to pour into my life when I, when I stumble and fall in sin, that there's a realm of God's reality of his kingdom is ours. Mm-hmm. And as followers of Jesus or people who are exploring to become followers of Jesus, we are grafted into what we talked about, the body of Christ, which yeah. is the church. I started the message with talking about the yeah. vision and mission of our church. It was so good. Right? You're married to the mission. Jesus said, go. Jesus said in Acts, you'll be my witnesses. What does a witness do? Witness looks at and reveals the center of something that has happened. Mm-hmm. So the witness is the kingdom of heaven. What is at the center? Jesus. Yeah. We are called to be a witness to Jesus in the kingdom of heaven. That is a call to the church. By the way we care, by the way we interact, by the way we worship, yeah. by the way we give, is all the intensity of, the, of a child of God. Which also... In chapter um, five, or sorry, verse five of chapter one, uh, he says that you're now in the family of God. So this also means our identity is not just as individuals, but our identity is found in the body of Christ. Yeah. Like when believers say to me, "I don't need the church," I'm like, "You misunderstand what the church is supposed to be. Yeah. It's the family of God that we're adopted into as brothers and sisters in Jesus." I would go as far to say, and I think I think I said it in the message. I'd have to re-listen to it. I think that our faith relationships are more important than our actual physical in-person gathering on Sunday mornings. I love in-person gatherings. I can't wait for it to get back in both Exeter and in Poplar Hill. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing when we've got the freedom to do this. Yeah. Can't wait. But I believe it's important to understand that our faith formation is in family. Mm-hmm. You are adopted into the family of God. You, get you can family. come on a Sunday morning and not feel anything. But you think, oh, I've got to be there Sunday morning. It's when you have the relationship in a connect group, which people are, if you're listening to this, hopefully you're in a connect group. If you're not, get connected. Because like truly, faith formation is built in relationship. It's the bottom line. Faith formation comes through pains and struggles in our lives, but it's primarily obviously through relationship where you get to encourage one another, where you get to love one another, where you get to grieve together, celebrate together, when you get to prop each other up, Mm -hmm. when you get to learn how to discover each other's gifts. I think I forgot that one in the message. Yeah, you didn't talk about that, but that's that's another beautiful part. But you get to learn and discover. Like if someone in in our church has a prophetic gift, okay? Um, what is the best environment for that prophetic gift to be explored and expressed? It's in community. It's in relationship. It's in the body of Christ in a smaller setting. So in our connect groups, can you imagine what it'd be like? Like I've actually, I've actually, you know, funny, I've actually seen this happen. Yeah, you have. Where a prophetic gifting had a prophetic moment to speak into someone else. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. I sat in awe. Where does that happen? It happens in family. And, and it's not that we're trying to create a family that's exclusive, to others, and you know, have you ever been to a family reunion? Have you ever seen a family reunion at the park? And if you try to go to be part of it, you'd never get you never get it because there's language, there's in-house conversation and jokes and history. But we want to be a family that says, "Hey, come be part of it." Mm-hmm. And so, for me, I think that the, this idea of God seeing me, God loving me, God choosing me 
to be adopted into his family through my rebirth in Christ is a fulfillment of what God wants to do in our lives. Mm. And I felt a little bit passionate about it today. Well, it came off like you were passionate today. And I think that's a great thousand, like 100,000 foot view over top of what you talked about today. Mm. Um, and like Ron said at the beginning of this podcast, go and listen to or watch the full version of this talk. Yeah. It gives a snapshot of what you understand and how you can understand of what Vital Point is on mission, that we believe that God has called us to multiply, not yeah. just to come and gather and just feel good and warm and fuzzy, but no, to come and see, but then go and be. You said that. Mm. And Wait, um, I don't I don't think that's a I don't know if that's original or not, but that, I don't know. Came, but hey. when I came out, I was like, whoa, <laughs> well, people even in the room I was were, like, <laughs> like, what people in the room were like the team was like, yeah, that one hits different. Yeah. Um, but truly go listen to it. Um, anything else you want to talk about on this or you feel no, I'm good. I'm exhausted. My I voice bet, is tired. Dude, and... It sounds like you've deadlifted like <laughs> a thousand pounds, but, um, yeah, this has been the Sunday morning wrap up for April 11th. Um, I just want to say if vital point is a home, your home church, and you're not yet connected in the connect group, um, please reach out to us on our website, vitalpointchurch.com. We do believe that God moves in every moment, but we believe he also grows us in community smaller groups of families within Vital Point Church or other churches. Um, so get connected and just reach out to us because we would love to see you take steps of faith with people around you that love you, care for you, serve you, and lift you up. But then you also get to do it back to them. Um, this has been the Vital Moment wrap-up, April 11th. Boom, mic drop. Have a good one. On our new mics. New mics, yeah. we got a brand new studio. <laughs> Look out, we're doing more of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Have a good one.